Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shithead? Jackson Maine. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my dearly sound co-host, Arthur Gavers. Arthur, give him a shout out. You actually know these guys personally. Super personally. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, probably the two men have, who have spent the most amount of time in this office, but not recently. You know them. You love them. It's the Action Boys, Ryan Stanger and Ben Rogers. Yo, uh, what's up, shitheads? Happy to be back on High and Mighty, as always. I'm here with my rarely silent co-host, Jane, <laughs> the dog who you the might an- be hearing. antithesis of silent, Jane. <laughs> yeah, shitheads, good to be with you guys again. Good to be back on High and Mighty, the birthplace of action, boys. I'm here also with my never silent co-host, uh, Yadelphi. Yadelphi. <coughs> well, this will be just like an Action Boys episode, except maybe one third the length. And <laughs> other than that, we will mm-hmm. be discussing less perverted, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this one's not behind a paywall, so we're well, gonna leave yeah. all the. We're gonna give you. All right, one I won't, I won't say anything about one third the length that came into my head. <laughs> Much like my penis, this will be one third the average length of an episode. <laughs> No foreplay. We won't be like yeah. eating girls out before. We'll yeah, just get sorry. right to fucking. No sexual shit. It's not going to be about us, how much we love eating pussy and stuff like that. It's okay. going to be. It's just going to be a weird circle <laughs> jerk. And not the metaphorical kind. That's what every episode is. This is going to be the literal fucking circle jerk. Uh, guys, 
How good did it feel? I mean, I, I'm putting words in your mouth. Well, like, we I already lost to... a lot of listeners from the intro, but like... Oh, we lost I... a lot of listeners by putting this episode up in the high and mighty. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like... uh, what a fucking blast. I mean, I texted I texted you as soon as I saw it, and I was like, it's a fucking blast. And then like you're like, it's a fucking blast. Yeah, I, I, I haven't felt this way about a movie that I looked so forward to and then wasn't let and it down holds by. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I saw it, man, I saw it next to two of the skeeviest, scuzziest pieces of garbage that you can watch a movie next to who are disgusting. Bebop and, and Rocksteady? Uh, more Beavis <laughs> and Butthead. Okay. <laughs> kind of like immortally, like maybe 16, maybe 25. <laughs> yeah, bad sign. Like, like butter-covered, like pimply little weasels <laughs> and they're they're like just they're like the roger rabbit zoot suit fucking man <laughs> and they're just fucking like they're they're doing shit like the guy had a uh, a bottle of iced tea and he was putting the whole bottle in his mouth and then tilting his head back to chug the fucking liquid people so he's doing shit like that and somehow even with this fucking crazy shit I am locked into the movie and I am having a fucking blast top wow. to bottom. Yeah, somebody doing a blowjob shot with an iced tea <laughs> next to you. <laughs> These two children whose only reaction to the movie is when Jennifer Conley is on the screen <laughs> and they're talking. I mean, true Beavis and Butthead shit <laughs> about how hot she is. <laughs> She's fucking smoke show. Oh my God, look at her. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Oh, they did make one funny joke. That I I will oh, say wow. like oh, they wow. did they did actually do, say one funny thing when well, one more uh, than us on an episode yeah. of Action Boys <laughs> yeah in, in, when uh it, early on how we're, how are we going to do this how deep are we going to get into the discussion this is for people who've already seen Top Gun Maverick right. and want to nerd the fuck out about it yeah, right but we're not going to go beat by beat like we normally do but we'll yeah. talk we about spoil. whatever yeah oh yeah. we're spoiling yeah we're spoiling so if you haven't seen it. Get Why off your ass listening? and go see it. It's a fucking great time. You should see it in the theater. It's one of the the few great theater, like commercial Hollywood blockbuster theater experiences that you can have, akin to what you probably had as a kid, seeing like fucking Jurassic Park or some or shit. or Twister. Yeah, that's what I felt like. It just doesn't happen that often. And now we got something in that department that like makes you feel like a kid watching a movie. And so early. Early no on, superheroes. Tom... <laughs> no superheroes. Tom Cruise, uh, well, like one superhero, a plane. Lord Zenu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, he, the dude's got like fuck full of thetans or not f- or am- clear of thetans, empty of thetans. Yeah, Whichever one's he's the clear. good one, he's clear. <laughs> clear as hell. Whatever clear is, he's that. <laughs> so he full crashes. He his his plane falls apart early on. There's an early action sequence, which is awesome. And they and these kids next to me go, short movie, huh? All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fucking like house a fucking like thing of ice cream. Wow. <laughs> These guys were fucking machines. I mean, it, the whole experience was crazy. The movie was crazy. These guys eating food into the third act. <laughs> Wait, I I want to get back to Maverick, but when I saw men, a dude sitting two seats away from me, who this is how ba- how much I hate myself. When he walked past me. 
I was like, I hope this fucking guy isn't sitting anywhere near me because he looked like me. He was like a, sh- a guy, a huge fat guy, but bigger and uh, grosser, at least in my uh, mirror. He had like a big beard, shorts, flip flops, a T-shirt, like long hair, a fanny pack. And he sat down and I he ate more than I eat at like a stoned wet, like a wedding when I'm high as fuck. This dude <laughs> yeah. had like 11 courses and I could not. But, and it was like popcorn, candy, pizza, pretzels, soda. Like I, the dude had a bottled drink and a fountain drink. This guy must have spent 61. And Same. it was no so snuck in th- stuff. All oh, AMC. Oh, stuff. Yeah. Way yeah. more than 61. <laughs> this is so this is I, I'm in a very similar boat with these kids. The thing is, they're small. Yeah, they're like they're they're like they're Weasley. doughy, but they're like they're fucking tiny guys. They got so they got soda. They got iced tea in a bottle. They got ice cream. They got popcorn. They got candy, and they are eating. There's, I, cause like I clocked it. I was like, how the fuck are they still? They're eating food when they go on the mission at the end. Jesus, <laughs> hour forty into the movie. Yeah, nah, yeah. because the movie is also not two and a half hours fucking dude, long. Hey, the dude. fucking Whoa. length. I'm. I didn't Whoa. use the bathroom. I'm fucking locked into this thing. There's some corny shit. Hold, hold on but, real quick before you yeah. do, just with the food still. Both you guys, how did they transpo this? Was it like with the cardboard boxes or whatever? Like they have the car- this dude and his buddy had the cardboard boxes. This dude yeah. had like he was carrying it like a stack. <laughs> like he was walking like this and it was clearly like there was like a popcorn under his arm and then like pretzel pizza something in there like stacked little cardboard boxes that they do. One guy had two popcorns, and then I think the I think they split it up. One guy was the popcorn transpo, and the other guy was candy ice cream. Okay, and like I knew I was in, like I knew it was going to be wild when the lights go down. He licked the lid of like you know <laughs> oh, one of the God. fucking ice cream things. Like he's licking every bit of ice cream off yeah. that shit. Oh. And then I'm like, okay, this guy's going hard. And then he went so fucking hard, it was nonstop, and uh. Then in the, the whole third act, this this is the only thing that truly like uh, bothered me. You know, I'm all for these guys going fucking nuts on the food. No judgment. All right, it's it was wild, but then they went so crazy, and I can only speak for the guy directly next to me. He started hiccuping very hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how could you not? Like like he overdid it, and he's like. Wow. <laughs> Like a fucking drunk. He got Ah, fucking high on that shit. A drunk cartoon mouse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if he'd saved the iced tea and did the iced tea technique when he had the hiccups, he might have been able to correct it. And then last thing, Gabrus, or both you guys, what do you think the percentage is on big guys wearing fanny packs? (laughs) Yeah, that was the one. Because like, there's a lot of things Gabrus said that I'm like, well, a lot of big guys got beards. A lot of big guys wear shorts. A lot like of big guys wear shorts. Yeah. 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 Fanny pack, I think there's a less of a, a crossover. I think it's it's blowing up and it's not necessarily a fat guy thing or a big guy thing. I think it's like a smaller guys will wear, will wear them on their uh slung around their chest sometimes. I yeah, they'll messen- do like the, bike messenger style. Yeah. But it's a fanny pack. It's right. taken over, yeah, but it's taken the place of the messenger of, bag. Of the messenger bag. I do bag. that. When I'm briefly, like, if I'm leaving a place and going into my car, like, sometimes when I'm leaving the gym, I'll just have it over because I'm going to take it off when I get in the car. But uh, I try to keep it around the waist. Like a bandolier <laughs> pandemic, filled with I got weed. a fanny pack. I was fan- I was fanny packing for a little while. Yeah. It's, it's Doing great. Doing some dog training. 
it's nice to not have anything in your pockets. I was it, dating somebody who also wore a fanny pack, and we would walk around a fucking couple <laughs> with fanny packs on. It was insane. That's cool. I, I got <laughs> That's a straight cool, up, dude. I got a straight up little shoulder bag that is like a purse now that I oh, love. Oh wow! You and Tiff like walk around <laughs> with your purses. Yeah, I have. I have. Now this, this is thing. a fu- this is a this is an Adam Pally gift, and you yeah. guys all know Pally is a <laughs> fashion interesting <forward>. peacock, <laughs> right? And he gave me he gave me like instant. a custom made military bag that this guy like puts carabiners and shit on, and he's it's, proud to be a fashionista. Yeah, I'll tell you I'm what. I'm proud to, to be, be a fashionista, fashionista, where at least I know I'm straight. Uh, if, if, is there a porn <laughs> search that's all nude for the woman except a fanny pack on? That seems I guarantee. Uh, a and like sneaker FC. Yes, sneakers A-N-B-F-T. on too. <laughs> Some sneakers on too. Would be sneakers in like white socks. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, Scrunch socks and a fanny pack. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> and a uh, fucking quicksilver visor. Uh, <laughs> that's like the part in, tr- in Tremors when he's like like. He's got his checklist of what he wants, like the fucking woman to look like. <laughs> All right, please tell me, butt naked, <laughs> white Reeboks, white socks, fanny pack. <laughs> okay, okay, we got the fucking. So let's get into. We're it. sitting down in our seats, at, like people are eating. We got the fucking. We we the stage is set. Let's get into the weeds of Top Gun. I'm Maverick. mad that I didn't see the Avatar 2 trailer on uh, the big screen, on the IMAX I screen. I also did not get the Avatar 2 trailer. But did you get the Mission Impossible trailer, which I hadn't yeah. watched yet? I, yeah, I, I saw that. That was fun. That fucking ruled. That ruled. That, that motorcycle nope. parachute thing at the end was fun. I'm like, and yeah. it's, it's a close-up of his face, so you know it's really Tommy doing here's it. the power of Maverick. It was so good until you bringing up to, uh, in Mission Impossible just now, Gabriel, I completely forgot about it. Yeah. I mean, the movie is so... It, it's full of shit. It's tight. It's got great characters, and it treats legacy characters so fucking well. It's pretty solid in that, like, the... Yeah, and, I, he, we're not talking, like... I don't think this is, like, an Academy Award-winning movie or anything. No, it's, no, it's, it's goofy. Not, this is a goofy... This is what commercial filmmaking should be this is a movie you know it's not a film it's a movie Um, movie like it's a movie movie like it's we have been let's face it we've been suffering we we haven't had that in 20 years really now i I fucking shit on marvel movies all the time and people think i'm like this huge uh like fucking contrarian uh Uh, marvel they think you're thanos Rogers hates everything. Or maybe they think you're Ebony Maw, one of the sons of Thanos. My favorite (laughs) character. (laughs) But, like, this is... It treats the planes like special effects. Yeah. And it shows all the stuff looking fucking cool. It's cool to see planes doing cool shit. And it shows you that. Yeah, so that some of the backstory on this was how much... Cruz held out to do the sequel, and then when he was going to do it, he fought to do of much as much of it practical as possible. So all those actors are up in those F-18s, and it does 
It is. Yes. I mean, outside of like the, seeing the planes do the aerial stunts, which is amazing, seeing them inside there pulling G's and delivering their lines with like the glare of the sun in the cockpit. Because I, I thought the stuff, the interior cockpit stu- stuff in the original Top Gun looked good, and that wasn't practical. That was mm. on a stage. But this one takes it to a whole nother level where you feel like, oh, shit, it, it would be hot in there. It looks f- good. It, it really does. When, when, uh, uh, what's his name? Blacks out. Like you feel you feel Bob, the the tension. No, no Bob doesn't black. Payback. payback. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, Jay the, Ellis. Yeah, or the, Coyote. Uh, Coyote, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. You do get the tension of all of them blacking out, possibly. Yeah, yeah. like that's on there. You feel it because you know TC's blacked out. Like uh, Mavericks blacked out at nine point two or whatever, ten point two. We know it's possible for uh, they. It, the it movie, follows a lot of the beats of the original movie in a good way, not yes. in you know they're the, not beholden the, to it. The um the criticism to sequels traditionally, more kind of when we were kids in like the fucking eighties, was this is just the same movie over again. Yeah, yeah. we just like, and that's a fair out. criticism for a lot. Of, I mean, <laughs> like we we talked about another forty eight hours on the show, yeah, um, which is basically the same movie over. Gans's again. brother, <laughs> <laughs> like the bad guy's brother, and I mean it's like Die Hard. 3. The same it's name, uh-huh. brother. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like they really just went through the script and made minor changes. Yeah, it's like the Austin Powers level up, where it's like new girl, same uh, exact bit with just different specifics. Or, I mean, uh, sorry, the Marvel movies. The yeah. um, <laughs> the the thing where it works here for a movie that's like 38 years after the original, whatever the fuck it is, um, 36 maybe, The it feels more like the repetition of life and mm-hmm. the and the the uh, echoes that happen as you get older rather than a retreading of the sequels yeah. of like the natural ironies that occur when you live long enough like well this is a weird coincidence i got a fucking hothead young pilot in my top gun class like it it that's something that he's been doing this he's had 35 years of life or whatever so like yeah. this shit is not it it it's like, oh, wow, I'm getting dumped this way. This is exactly how I got dumped 30 years ago. And it's like if you've been dumped 10 times, two of them might be similar. You know, like if you get dumped. Like, it's just numbers. Yeah, it's, it's a simple number. <laughs> I, I felt when I was watching this that this is a movie. They, they solved the dilemma of making a movie for right now that will appeal to people that love going to the movies and watching Marvel movies and superhero stuff. And then also people like us that are maybe more cynical about that. And they found a way that they can kind of make it work for everybody. So they took that original top gun, which I love and I would put above this one just for me personally, but that movie is more accidentally good. It's like these great visuals, a great vibe, a great mood. And they're like, how can we improve upon this and make it for right now? Well, let's just, insert a, a mission impossible plot element into it and mm-hmm. give this this motor so it's that a little bit more of an action movie yeah truly well, yeah. yeah the um, top gun I, is a little bit more sports it's, movie it's like, and maverick is a little more action. i would say is, adult is, adult drama top yeah. gun is a cooler movie i mean yes. even um if i have any uh they cornied it this one is cornier yeah including like i i the only real bump i have in the movie but again, the whole thing is pretty corny, so I'm I accept like the corniness. When Maverick is fooling the young Top Gun guys, 
and they play the Who's We Won't Be Fooled Again, somebody should have gotten shot for that. Yeah. <laughs> there's That's a lo- some like Zemeckis on the nose shit that is unacceptable. There's there's something like okay about it in this movie because and you said like when we were texting about it, you called it it's it's pretty melodramatic, but mm-hmm. That is what those four quadrant movies from like my childhood were. Well, yeah, like, it's it, Zemeckis. I mean, it's Zemeckis's move in fucking Forrest Gump. It's like you, I, I'm going there for that sh- that corny shit. Yeah. So like, once it's like that's what the tone is. I'm not. I'm going to McDonald's for a fucking quarter pounder. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going to complain about if the beef's not grass fed. I'm at McDonald's now. Yeah, like I know what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pure like every, the visuals, all that stuff is pure candy. I I was saying that I wanted. It's the kind of movie where you want to climb into the screen. Like I just want to go. I want to go to that beach bar. I want to live, live in, in that beach bar, dude. Yeah. Holy shit! That's I want to. Um, I want to join the mission. I, I'm in it. I'm <laughs> I want to fucking like put my phone on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> all the, that. So shit. let's. Can we talk about the initial? Uh, action sequence where he's got to go Mach 10 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mach 10. That shit rules. Um, casting, I I, I want to say top to bottom, I'm pretty happy with in this movie. I think Dude. they did a great job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not the biggest Miles Teller fan. I thought he did a good job. The dude from um, uh, Everybody Wants Some that played Hangman, I thought he he was the big uh, oh, like, yeah. home run hitter in this movie as far as like the new guys go. But the that um, dude's fucking great. And every, what's uh, what's Glenn his name Powell, again? Glenn Powell. Yeah. Our boy from Knight Riders, Ed Harris. <laughs> That's how most people describe him. Mm-hmm. The guy from Knight Riders. <laughs> if you haven't seen Knight Riders, check it out. It's a fucking gem. We discussed on the action boys that. I'm personally now obsessed with <laughs> yeah, George Romero movie from the 80s, okay. a non-horror George Romero movie from the 80s. L- listen to this tagline, Camelot is a state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> get, How do you get on board, bitch. That? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he if anything plays, deserves a legacy sequel. Whatever the fuck the guy, the, like, the principal in Back to the Future, who's like, you guys are going to Top Gun. Yeah, that guy. He's kind of like the new version of that, where he's going to close down this program that Maverick's working on, and because they're too far behind, they're supposed to go Mach ten, uh, I believe. They're planned the to speed. go Mach nine, and then uh, they're like, "We should be at Mach ten, but we're only scheduled to go to Mach nine. It's like, well, blah blah, and then you know, uh, Mav's going to try to go. It's such a great 10. reintroduction to Maverick, where he's like, they're like, whatever you do, don't go past Mach 10. It's only built for that. And he gets to Mach 10. It's fucking exciting. He goes past it, and the fucking ship falls apart. He's got a fucking bail. And then he like travels in time to the 1950s and yeah. crashes into like a Norman Rockwell painting. He crashes where... into the Reacher set, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> And you want there, some there's, pie? There's some like by the numbers humor where it's like water. Um, you know, it, it reminded me of Kill Bill. Yeah, where and am then I? even like, um, where am I? And it's like Earth. Also felt kind of Back to the Futury. I felt just very love like that shit. Yeah, a, a lot. Gabrus and I were talking about a lot of like kind of '80s adventure type movies, like. Uh, Project X and all this, like when they <laughs> yeah. get in the plane at the end, which we'll talk about later, like all that shit. It was just like, wow, this is kind of fun, <laughs> 80s goofy shit, you know? Yeah, it kind of took the spirit of the original and like 
like Stanger said, it, it's kind of very 2022 at the same time that it's I like the magic hour aircraft carrier surface mm. shit. Uh, I learned from a dude on uh, Movie Buff, a Navy guy, that they call those dudes the Skittles because Skittles, they all wear, yeah. yeah they all wear different color. Uh, vests and caps. So he's like, the the Skittles guys get we're showing off all their dances and shit. And I'm like, that shit fucking rules. That well, that shit's awesome. Hour, and they he like waves off the surface of the carrier. And shit. The they caught. I mean, one guy, gonna, they caught one guy accidentally kind of doing it in the first one, and then in this one, they're like, we're gonna get a bunch of guys. They play dances. off. I mean, Tom <laughs> Cruise knows what. I think Tom Cruise gets a lot of credit for this movie because that dude like. It seems pretty up on what people like about these movies, and I'm sure it was his doing that brought in Christopher Macquarie. Um, oh yeah, the, we talked the, about this a little bit. Like Macquarie coming in means that like nothing that happens this, is like it's all working on multiple levels. This is gonna get ironed the fuck out, you know. And we'll like sometimes on Action Boys, we'll try to be like, how could we fix this? Oh, have a scene where you say this or say that. when Macquarie's involved, it's like it's all gonna get fixed. Like you're, <laughs> it's clear. It might be yeah. goofy, but it's like nope, it's all in there. It it's went, all makes I've, sense. I brought this up on Action Boys before. I I went with a bunch of writers onto an aircraft carrier a few years back, and it was one of the most surreal cool experiences I've ever had. And you want to film everything because it feels like you're in outer space and all the fucking, the, the ships look amazing that are in the fleet. And then all the, all the fucking jets landing look incredible. And they kind of like in a very dumbed down way explained how all the shit works. And it was cool to see them visually trying to teach that in this movie in a similar way of like the hooks catching the right uh line on on the on the ship on the aircraft carrier um there's like four i think you want to get like the fourth one um there's a few early and then a few afterward and the ideal one is the fourth one that you want to hook um what and, movie and, what what movie was it where the guys are doing the uh that flight of the, the navigator flight of the nap is that the was one that flight of the intruder flight of the intruder flight, flight of, of the, the intruder. intruder where they're doing that in like with, the bar with the they're... fucking like shit with the secret shitter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> raj you were talking about ed harris standing in for the rubber flying a cargo ship full of rubber dog shit out of hong kong and uh, he was great in it and also i was reading some film person i follow on twitter was calling out that there was a it's a little bit of an homage to the right stuff too um the first right the first right. part yep. of the movie so they're like oh throwing ed harris in there is kind of nice because he played um you know one of the astronauts in the right stuff also uh, and, uh, uh, casting ed harris is uh, yeah it's never uh, never you never gonna like he he looks cool he sounds cool he and, adds and, immediate gravitas and you you don't want to like upset him you know what I mean? I like, you his... know, Maverick, you're like, Maverick, don't make Ed Harris mad. Tom Cruise's <laughs> boy, Hondo, was great. Yeah, um, he was cool. Where, like, it, that was a nice small little role where that, that guy fucking nailed it. That like, dude is a really like... funny guy. He's that, they have that show, Southside. He's one of the dudes from that show. It's Bashir is his name. I he, he's, he, 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 he adds, he does a lot. Like, I, I was pretty impressed because his reactions and, like, how, how good a friends he is with Maverick that adds a lot of the tension is like, he's fucking nervous for his buddy. Um, Oh, I do got a shout out John. I'm tough on Jan John ham. Cause I think he takes a lot of bad roles. Um, this, this is, is exactly the, the kind of shit he should be doing. He's so good in this. This is perfect for him. He's a high status guy. Who's kind of like, a. uh, 
a dick rule follower um, that you don't like, but ultimately no, is smart enough to do the right thing and you'll wind up liking them. Right. Yeah. G- great call sign too, Cyclone. All awesome. the call signs, I think they they, they condo, cyclone, warlock man, rooster. Yeah. Rooster being the 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 descendant of goose is so perfect. They're both birds, they're both have the double O. It, it's like it's it's like naming a weed strain, how you like go like, oh well, if white lightning and you know, blah blah blah. And hangman is the new ice man. There there's some there, there, there's some crossover, and all the other guys have pretty good fanboy. I thought was great. Payback fanboy was great. to me that, was the most realistic one. Totally, yeah. He's the they, new. He's the new generation. Yeah. Supposedly they let them all name themselves, which I don't believe. Uh, yeah, I, no. I, I read that in the sauna. They're all too perfect, and the Bob joke is too much of a joke. Um, again, I'm, that seems that, that that joke seems like comedy for the masses kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, all the comedy yeah, is for the masses yes, in this. Yeah. And it's fine if the movie's good and the the you planes are and the planes are real. I'm not could... coming. I'm not coming to this movie to get like unique laughs. To no like man, find... I want the fucking corny nerd. jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I want the fucking corny like Twister style nerd. You could yeah. saying Twister was a great call, Gabrus. Because yeah. I felt like that with the big ensemble, and you have to kind of like pinpoint people with like not stereotypes, but like I I like iconography where you're like this is the guy who's a prick. This is the yeah. the woman. This is the so guy who critique tries that I to a critique that I had was um, while I thought Miles Teller was very good, and I did they have a very lean emotional core in this movie of Maverick and Rooster and their relationship, and they didn't spend too much time on it. It's almost too short, but it's just right. Believed everything he was doing. I did think that the Rooster character was muddled because he does show up in a Hawaiian shirt, plays a piano. He's got the Ford Bronco. And then his kind of character trait is that he flies too slow. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, is he kind? Is he supposed to be kind of reckless or not reckless? I didn't know quite know what he was doing outside of like he's angry, but he's also the great balls of fire Hawaiian shirt yeah. mustache guy. Like, where, yeah. yeah. Whereas Hangman, everything he did was. I think if you're in a big yeah. blockbuster like this, Bill Paxson was really good at it. You just have to be. You have to completely embody what your character is. Look like it. Sound like it. Do it. And you'll really shine. It's it's a, it's, like a, it's, a, it's a minor new, critique. It's, it's like removing nuance. Really, yeah. It's yeah. almost I mean, like thing, you have to be ham fisted. Like, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, it yeah. works. It works for me because it, it it's it's as though he's dressing up as his dad, and that's not really him. He that's, is that's a good. fucking chicken shit kind of like afraid to go the distance by the book guy. That should have been his call sign. Chicken shit, yeah, <laughs> and that would have made more. I mean, like they're all like the real ones. I feel like are all little like yeah. You can yes. you can sense the insult behind them all. Yeah, yeah. a little oh, bullying, yeah, yeah. a little inappropriate. Yeah. Something because yeah. because you can't give it yourself, right? Yeah. Like that's what I'm. Assuming. Yeah, I don't know. Like, is that the rule? I don't know the rule, but I'm assuming like yes, that's the vibe I, you want. The, you want it to have a little nickname energy. The um, like one of the guys on the ship, I <laughs> he was Fat Goose. <laughs> and he did and he, he like, looked like heavy looked Anthony like, Edwards he looked like a heavy Anthony Edwards and I was like man that's fucking funny <laughs> that's great oh that's a, that's a good one dude <laughs> unoriginal it's like funny John or cool guy but yeah. it's, it's extra powerful it works there was a dude named Oral B that like <laughs> I think <laughs> Oral B like, like somehow let it drop that he like 
fucking put a electric toothbrush up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's oh, awesome. That's untoppable. Uh, yeah. That's a great name too. Oral B. Oral great... B is so fucking good. We had a guy that uh, I played w- college football with, and his last name was McGrath, and everybody called him Crime Dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's which awesome. Is, uh, great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's almost McGruff, but like it, it evolved into Crime Dog, and I was like, oh man, what an awesome nickname. That's a yeah. Uh, my roommates uh, in college, you could send out like a global voicemail to your call list, and like clubs and sports use that. And my roommates would always want to play the rugby messages out loud because the people, the captains would or the presidents would call and use their name. Hey, this is Big Mike, men's rugby club, letting you know. Pre- hey, this is Looch. Hey, this is Nooch. Hey, this is Cat. Like everyone had their dumb nicknames, but they insisted on introducing themselves. So they saved all the voicemails to listen to it. <laughs> Hello, Fresh. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about Hello Fresh. Uh, you know, they deliver fresh quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week so you can savor summer flavors right from home. Yes, that's right. 30 dinner recipes to choose from every single week. More choices than any meal kit. Update your delivery address if you're going out of town this summer. They can ship to your vacation destination. If you're, I doubt my listeners are two home people, but I have zero homes. I'm not one to speak. Look, it's super easy. And then there's really fun, like new recipes that I stuff. I look, Stuff I haven't made, and then you get a chance to make it, and and like it enters your rotation. I'm talking about the chicken s- sausage stuffed peppers. Those were fantastic. Uh, it's right in my wheelhouse. Low carb, delicious, and you know meat and veggies, and fowl and veggies. So do yourself a favor. Check out HelloFresh Market for curated selection of quick breakfast, lunch, side snacks, and desserts, and more. One stop shop for all your mealtime needs. Help yourself to some chicken sausage stuffed peppers or Tuscan spice shrimp. Those are the ones that I've been digging lately. And the thing I dig the most is how much time I have to myself that I'm not dealing with cooking or uh, shopping, specifically the most obnoxious one. So go to HelloFresh.com slash High16 and use code High16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash High16 and use code High16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Hello, Fresh, America's number one meal kit. Something that so fun experience in the theater. Uh, I saw it at the Universal IMAX, which is awesome. Rogers, Gabriel, and I were talking about this. Do you know anything? What's the deal with a LIMAX? That's is it not a true IMAX? Have you heard that term before? Yeah, LIMAX is uh, what people refer to when you're watching an IMAX movie, not on an IMAX screen. Okay. So, so it's, it's shot on IMAX and it's supposedly, you know, IMAX quality, but it's not the huge giant IMAX screen that you see at like Lincoln center. Right. Um, there just aren't that many giant IMAX screens. And the universal one is a real one, right? That's like, yeah, a, I, I think, I think universal seven, and century city are both like, the, real. um, uh, the, the only one I know of in LA is at man's Chinese man's. Um, I think the universal might, the be. universal one might be, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. The only one I know for sure is 
Man, it's Chinese because I, I remember Gabrus and I went to see Interstellar there. Oh, neat. Um, uh, even though, like Gabrus, you didn't make it in time. Remember? Oh no! Oh, I saw Interstellar at ArcLight by myself, so it must have been that was. The I had two. Yeah. I reser- I had two tickets and Gabrus. Oh, for was like, like a, I'm not like it was a for screening. like a screening. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, and I was stuck like, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you got stuck, and then I went in and. Um, and I wanted to see it there because I remember like Christopher Nolan would screen it there because that was the only screen that was big enough. Um, and it always drove me crazy that ArcLight didn't have an actual like the yes. giant fucking screen. Like the Cinerama go, Dome you, is awesome and huge, but it's not IMAX. You need screen. seven you stories. See, for when you see the IMAX screen, it's like intimidating. I mean, you know, like if you think the 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 um the Universal ones IMAX, you know. I mean, it's yeah. like. It's it looks like you're in front of a fucking skyscraper or something. Yeah, the one I saw at the at the Desert Regal at the Palm Desert Regal was not. It was a Limax. It was the right um, dimensions, but just not that big. It was still absolutely magnificent. Yeah, but I would, run see, I would f- see it again. In a, they run the film through it, and it's like some of them are even dual laser, which is supposedly the best or whatever. But to tr- to see like an actual, so it makes sense for Top Gun because they shot over an hour of it on IMAX cameras. And a lot of times they'll just project a movie on the IMAX screen, even though it's not shot in any IMAX and that can fuck with the aspect ratio. I don't know. There's all these like weirdos that are all particular about it. Anyway. So we're seeing it at universal. It's a total blast. Um, you know, the huge screen, I convinced Nancy to go. It's impossible to get her to fucking put her phone away and go to a movie, but she goes, I got stone there. It's on a fucking Tuesday at four packed house filled to the gill, like everybody in there. And so people are like going nuts the whole movie. And it's really fun because people are cheering at all the right moments, screaming with laughter at all the, you know, all the comedy, the four or five, you know, (laughs) for the masses comedy jokes. And then when they get to the part to where uh, Cyclone, John Hamm character, grounds Maverick, like he's out, and then he takes over the team, new team leader. He raises the time. It's going to be four minutes. You're going to fly to higher altitude. It can't be done. And then they see like a little beep on the screen. And they're we like, get what? the second beat of the intro. That's yeah. what makes the intro so good. It's like Maverick is going against the rules again. Yes. And he's flying on his own, and he's going to prove that this can be done. Totally. And so we hear this old lady go, that one's Maverick, and everybody like <laughs> cheers for that. <laughs> I do. I had a similar like the guys next to me were like, "It's going to be Hang Man." Oh, it's going to oh, be that, Hangman. that was Tiff- no, Tiff- no, like when like at later the on when like oh, Tiffany yeah. did you know that Hangman's going to gonna save him. Like yeah, because like, Hangman like, is also sort of the Maverick of this group too, and he, in that he's, he, he he's yeah. put on reserve and is going to come in and save the day. He's a prick. He's like Iceman Maverick combo in that way, and he's suited up and in his plane ready to fly out there. Yeah, yeah and he's, so. yeah, he's that not doing the mission. Yeah, yeah. And, like you know he's going to do something. Tiffany leans over and goes, "Glenn Powell." Like when when they're climbing and the person's chasing, I'm like, "Yeah." Yes, babe. <laughs> and, yeah, and definitely. Dude, and that shit is brilliant because, like, it you worked. know what? All those people feel like, yeah, yeah, I get this. <laughs> I knew it was happening, and I still like got emotional that because. Uh, and the thing I like about this movie that I think is makes it super powerful is when that serious moment happens of like that he just saves them by the end. He's like, he's like, that's right, I'm the best. Two kills, blah blah blah, and like, and he keeps his character up. 
uh, when Iceman says, who's the better flyer in a touching moment, which we'll get to. And he goes, ah, we've had a nice day. Let's keep it civil. Yeah, let's not ruin it. <laughs> yeah, let's not. And like these moments where there's super that- emotion and then they undercut it with like a kind of like the way two Navy guys might interact. Well, that it fucking well, works. So l- let's talk about uh, Iceman because that moment was maybe one of the better moments in the movie. I thought because it, it felt almost improvised. Mm-hmm. It had the feeling of of like, Val Kilmer was shooting the shit and like it, Tom Cruise sold it. Um, so it really worked. I mean, it seemed scripted, but it like it felt it like it had f- that feel. It felt like they called cut and Val Kilmer said, who's the better actor? Yes. Yeah. Right. Like not even pilot. He's like, who's the better actor? And he's like, okay, come on, pal. We're both, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. This has been, this has been nice. Let's not, fu- let's not ruin it. Um, <laughs> Him just pointing to a computer, me and Sanger and I talked about this last night, but he just points at a computer screen twice and I start crying. Like Val is working on a level in this movie that is so fucking rich. Well, I, you, there's much made of him going to be in the movie. They're going to use AI to do his voice. I'm trying not to look at too much. I don't want any spoilers before I see it. So I'm like, how the fuck are they going to make this work with Kilmer? He's all his voice is all fucked up from the surgery he had. Now I'm nervous that it's and not this is another be good. thing. This is another thing that I like knew. You know, it's like they bring up that an admiral is always saving his ass, and in your head. If you're a fucking movie, you're like, it's got to be Iceman, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they show the picture of Admiral Kaczynski and you're like, oh, that's that's a smart way to do it. And then like, we don't really. And then he gets a couple, like there's a couple phone calls from the Admiral and it's like. Text. Okay. Text from. And it's and he's in Cruz's flip phone (laughs) as Ice. It's no, so no awesome. he's got he's got an iPhone. It's oh, not he's a got an phone. iPhone, yeah, <laughs> or it's some kind of smartphone. I liked the use of text messaging. Yeah, that's what they would the be doing screen. now. Yeah, and that's and, what and, they would be doing now. Yes, and so I'm I'm like, okay, that's a smart way to do it. But then when he goes to see Iceman, I was like, ooh, this is good. And then it's a, I, I have very similar experience to Gabrus where I'm like like shocked at how good him pointing to like the same thing he wrote on the screen was and hats off to Val Kilmer. And if this is his last role he ever does, what, uh, what a fucking great send off he's got. Yeah. I mean, Cause or, you're, or it you're proves thinking like it could it easily do shit still like, right. You just got to be creative about it. He could easily be a sort of like, Wave at the dying guy. He, here's his last. Per- we're just putting him in the movie for a. Per- you know what I mean? Like I think they gave him real meat to do in the movie too. Like no, it could have just. They got the ju- full mo- movie star treatment. It was great. You know, he got like good billing, and it was all really classy. I'm and a he traveler. Got, he got to do good work. I'm the, just a traveler. The Saint traveler. Thomas More from the Saint. Uh, one of his. For, <laughs> looking for purity. <laughs> Would Isn't you, that what he said? Some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. And what I'm do you love about it? The sculpture. Do you like it? The sculpture. <laughs> the sculpture. He's kind of doing like a, a, a Euro Brando. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you an artist? Uh, no, I'm a traveler. Just to more, jump back to one, ham for a second. More one. More I one? Think- more wine. Four bottles. <laughs> Come with me to Africa. I'd like to All show right. you my All right, hymn. that's the South African poet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tom Thomas More. I'm a traveler. It's Thomas More. It's <laughs> a poet. Home? Home. Home? Me home. Come home. Come back Come to home, home with me to Africa. <laughs> 
Uh, Come to show you my Africa. It's <laughs> a little fucking Van Damme and they're just Van fully, fully mashed five things together at once. <laughs> well, uh, John Ham, Gabrus. Back to Ham. I think he's. This is like the role he's built for in these big budget movies. I don't know if he can carry a blockbuster because, and he kind of dry. But this well, is wait till Fletch sim- comes out. Yeah, oh, God, that's gonna. Well, bl- Ham is high status. Right. He can't play low status. He can't be a guy. He can't be an underdog. Right. And I think the a role that he is very similar to uh, to Cyclone in that he also sings and shines is the town. Yeah. And yeah, uh, right. and yeah. like it's like the kind of same role like status official ball bustery guy but in the end you're like he's trying to do the right thing. I think you know he's I mean? pretty good in uh Mad Men. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty uh, he's, good if, in, he's good in Bridesmaids, <laughs> Mad Men, and what yeah. if his name was uh instead of Cyclone, it was Underdog as like kind of a, a twist ham like bone a, or like something, a, like a ham sandwich, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Draper, <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, Dick Ham Bone Whitman. here was also <laughs> Top Gun. Yeah, Mad Man. Uh, man, fucking Warlock. Warlock gives great face in this movie. Warlock has like, like he had a great moment. Great, He's like, like, I think the Admiral's asking a rhetorical question. Yes, there. yes, <laughs> yeah. that's a, that got a huge laugh. Got a huge laugh. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, good. These you can't serve everybody, and I'm glad they didn't. You just got to give these people a moment, mm-hmm. and I and they they did a good job picking the moments, and the actors delivered, giving them options. Yes, yes. This is this is like. Cruz, I, I mean, I just imagine, who knows what the reality of this is. I just imagine him, This we're going to take our time. Everything's going to be right. It's going to yeah. be ironed. Even like the sex scene, you know, is like they it, they had to have some romance in there. But he's like, if I'm straight, like fucking Conley in this, people are going to be are going to cringe. But I'm gonna, <laughs> right. I'm going to figure out the way to do this right. And they kind of did. Like, I like that they, you know, they did hook up. Rogers, I what love did you hearing. Th- what did you think of uh, Amelia as a name? <laughs> that one movie featuring all pilots. A oh little wow! Girl oh, yeah. Named oh, because like Amelia, I guess, is kind of a famous flyer's name. <laughs> that one bumped me. That's that's where like Cruz is talking about this being a love letter to aviation. That yeah, was a Cruz note. It's another like, okay. Tom. Like corny. I love like that Cruz took special interest in the beach football scene. <laughs> Yeah, and it wasn't like beefcake enough for him when they first shot it, and he made everybody reshoot it. Uh, I I think it's still not beefcake. It's enough. not. They they shied away a little bit. They got him backlit, and they kind of overexposed it so that it's too dark. I was like, these fuckers dieted for six months. Show this is an instance where I'm okay with people looking otherworldly ripped. Because it's like I'm doing They're the also fucking... the elite military people. So Not it's even like, that. Yeah. It's I'm doing the shirts off scene in the Top Gun sequel. I'm gonna fucking look like uh you know <laughs> like an action figure. I think and I love that they're in cruises too. Yeah, you know, sixty years old or whatever. So it's like. Yeah, they he's carefully, gotta be backlit. <laughs> they carefully shoot. They're very nifty with that. Very, they can't, very the sun creative. Can't, they with can't him. jump the line and have the sun in the other way for Glenn Powell's abs if they're shooting fucking Cruz like uh, Doctor Claw. He's, he's, I did like <laughs> that they went out of their way this time to like inform people that Top Gun is the Navy. <laughs> Yes, which because I'm sure like Air Force recruitment really like yeah. g- took advantage of the original Top Gun. Yeah, I'm glad um, you liked one- Top Gun. Thanks for enlisting. They're just not yeah. going to correct anybody that uh, shows up. <laughs> this one, like they did make a couple points, like when he's on the sailboat and he's like, hey, I don't know any of this shit. I fucking just land on boats. I don't know how to fucking <laughs> steer them. 
I fucking love that sailboat scene. Just a good old movie scene. It's like, hey, th- throw them on a ship. You know, you get to see her handling her okay, business. A couple of things I was surprised about. The storyteller in me was surprised about speaking of this stuff. Were you guys not surprised that he didn't get like a pontoon plane or some shit and go find them at sea when he was like, they took off. Amelia and her mom are gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that surprised like- me. Um, another thing. Didn't you think we were going to get a story about Bob? What? I think I think that's on the cutting room floor. That's got to right? be right because like Hangman is like, oh, I get what Bob stands for, baby on board, and he's like, no, it's actually, and and Phoenix is like, don't like, don't fucking uh, play into it, Bob. Like, it, there seems like there was like I, a joke we missed out on of like that Bob like fucks or something. Like, I thought Bob was gay. Like, I thought he was going to be like the gay character. I assume they were going to like, you know, woke it up with everybody. And so, I thought like, he was the only one that wasn't gay. <laughs> he was the one I was hoping was gay, I guess is what I should say. Cause I it was to watch, funny that they threw a that's shirt Bill on Pullman's Bob. Son. Woke it up with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's Pullman's son is Bob. Uh, uh, I would imagine that there is more story to all the members of the team and they're just Harvard and Yale Harvard and Yale and the unnamed that was Tiffany's one note about the movie she was like they talk about how not everyone's going to go on the mission but in the end the only person who doesn't go is Glenn Powell but he ends up going you know there's like six other pilots who get cut who can't like we I would love to just see a few people wash out I and I think she was right it would be fun to see some people fail and quit or or crash and burn you gotta see fucking go ahead Fritz washout. Yeah. <laughs> All the guys you don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they're two. You know that they're not going to be b- big important people if two call signs are Harvard and one is Harvard yeah. and one's Yale. You know, it's like Harvard, Harvard and, and Yale aren't going to make it. <laughs> yeah. Conductor and cello. You know, washout. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes. They. Uh, the the Conley stuff I liked. I mean, I I thought she was really she looked amazing in it. Of course, that's She's a no brainer. It's great casting because she looks like an adult woman, and he looks like an adult man. But they are both like they're movie star, movie star, yeah. like unrealistic, people, pretty. They, but, they look better than all of us, and they're like thirty years older than yeah. us. Yeah, but I love see I love 20, them together. Tw- yeah, twenty years. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love them together, and I love that she's Penny, the admiral's daughter. That's just like name dropped in the beginning of the first movie. Yeah, it's just a joke in in Top Gun, and now they're like, all right, well, we're not going to bring back uh, Charlie. Kelly McGillis, she was pretty funny about that. Yeah, she's like, what? I'm fucking too old and too fat, and I'm okay with my body, and I don't live in... I'm happy to not be in that world. I'm like... Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Someone yeah. posted the 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 mean version of the meme is like, why why call sign Charlie's not in the movie? Tom Cruise, 1985. Uh, Kelly McGillis, 1985. Tom Cruise, 2022. Kelly McGillis, 2022. And you're like, yeah, one of them stayed doing the stem cell dip and uh, keep, keeping themselves healthy. She, for the she was cool. I liked her take because the director had a real diplomatic, like, oh, different storylines, and of course we're not going to pick up all the threads, and it's about moving forward and all this shit. And she's like, no, dude, I'm. I, it's, this movie is not about me looking my age and being old and fat. So I'm all for Jennifer Conley, and she did great in it. You know, it was uh, well well said by her. Uh, Cruz, now, what did we think of his hair? Does it does it work? Should he let some gray be in his hair, or does the black hair work? What do you guys he just think? Looks so you think he's like doing a, a dye job for sure? 
Yeah, it's like raven black. Uh, he I didn't think he look, didn't look go orange. Boots. You think he, he should go what? Bad. He shouldn't do boots. No, hold the height, man. When he's got boots on, it reminds me of like, for some reason, a baby in diapers with cowboy boots. You know, like when you yeah. just like that image of like a kid clopping along. <laughs> it feels like that when you see in the, Cruz. In the original one, we did liken it to Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> right, right, right. His little legs. His initials in his... <laughs> like a fucking, what's his no, name's initials? It says Andy on the bottom somebody, of his yeah. Somebody photoshopped it for us and it's really funny. Like, hold on, wait a minute. And like they, they zoom Andy, in on. Andy is written on the bottom of Tom Cruise's <laughs> And they do like they did the backward D and everything. I wish I could remember who did the Photoshop. Yeah, we got some good Photoshops when we did Top Top Gun. People put like our our fucking call signs on the helmet. Funny John, cool guy, and Rhino on our on our on our Repu- helmet. Republican in name only is what Stanger insisted his nickname is. <laughs> uh, uh, something else that tickled me watching this was. The, use the of guy blade. behind me, yeah, fucking stop touching. Me. I was like, I didn't, I didn't pick four DX. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pretty good, huh, Johnny? <laughs> one in the pink, <laughs> two in the stink. Don't you wish you could live in this bar? <laughs> yeah, ow. Uh, he's, I, fly, he's going out the window. Great balls of fire is a song from the first movie. That you kind of forget as being a huge because it's not a major plot point in the first movie, but like Danger Zone, uh, you've lost that loving feeling, take my breath away. The, these are all songs that you know are in Top Gun. Like, and then when they're when Great Balls of Fire has such a powerful moment in this movie, you're like, fuck, I didn't even think of how big that. Like, Top Gun just made like six songs in our fucking brains for 40 years. <laughs> I, I love that in the first one when they're in the bar together and like Charlie's on the date with Maverick and they're watching Meg Ryan and Anthony Edwards goose and his wife. Uh, and there's like, like so much warmth between them and they do the take me to bed or lose me forever. Stood. Show me the way home. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, they're like Maverick and Charlie are watching that and they are so awkward together that they just recreate that moment. They just say what they said to each other. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like, we're how too do you, social. <laughs> yeah, how do you we're, behave? We're both closeted at this point. How do we, should we learn how to act like a couple? In Great Balls of Fire, Dennis Quaid played Jerry Lee Lewis. He was married to Meg Ryan. Zero out of three. Find this interesting. Also He's in the right out of Meg Ryan, who sang the song in Top Gun. Also in the right stuff with Ed Harris. Uh, Raj, what did you think of the uh, them commandeering or like uh, hijacking that F fourteen at the end? So that was the biggest diversion from the general vibe of Top Gun is when they'd go yeah. on this weird. Uh, Hardy Boys action (laughs) mission at the end of the movie, which like shows you the power of making an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Where it will take a right turn. I would have been perfectly happy if they would have come up with a complication during the mission that they had to work around instead of adding this whole extra beat. Um, But. I like that Tom Cruise is like, no, I do fucking crazy action movies now. I'm a stunt man. Um, it brings a little Mission Impossible or, yeah. or what we like about Mission Impossible into this movie. And 
seeing a pilot standing on the ground with a fucking a chopper shooting a machine gun at him is fucking rad ass footage <laughs> and it's like that's not in any of the uh, that's not in the first top Gun. funny seeing him run with all the fucking flight gear on and shit yeah I love that sequence when he shoves, when he rolls up and shoves Rooster, and they have this sort of like, what the hell were you thinking? And and Rooster hits him with the, you told me not to think. Like, that got a huge reaction in the crowd. I loved loved their dynamic once they're doing shit together, too. It it also, it speaks to this whole last kind of sequence, the the strength of having real helicopters and real planes. It's like, all right, you want to add a fucking off-the-wall crazy third beat here? I'll go with you because again, it's more planes and real shit, and and you just yeah. you're just with them. It's like an explosion that might not make sense or tonally is a shift from the movie, but it's a real explosion. You're like, cool. I was really I, worried when that turn happened in the in the movie. I was like, uh oh, I, I hope they land this sucker. Quite and they were, and they they did. Yeah. Uh, it, it was I was on board, and it was like. Because then them having to take the F fourteen, I was like, okay, this is a little corny, <laughs> but I, I was, I was, I, I'm, I'm into it. It's like, all right, let Maverick do his shit, and it does seem like another ending that the movie almost didn't need. Um, but I, I, again, the movie had me. I, I could have, I, I, I was just there, and I was enjoying it. When the mission was over, I was still there. I, I was, I, I wanted to see it all. I got fucking sad at at. Uh, I cried during Ice's funeral. funeral. Yeah, yeah. Ice Man's funeral, and how fucking great was were all the awards Maverick was wearing? Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah. highly decorated, <laughs> but just a captain. God, it was so f- like they gave him so many awards, um, fruit salad or whatever the fuck that is. Um, like it's just his whole pack is just covered in dangly medals. It's it's like um, it's like a dictator or something. Uh, now. Are you guys mad that you don't have a Hot Shots topper script ready to go? Oh, and wow. how, I know. Is and the, I, the stage not set for a Charlie Sheen comeback? It feels like it's right. I just I think he spent all his goodwill with the public, right? I think people love a comeback story, yeah, and, and I think true. he didn't kill anybody. Right. It's not a fucking OJ situation. Yeah, right. it's, it's just like, like he had a fucking meltdown, and what? Like he insulted the guy who makes two and a half men. Who gives yeah. a fuck? <laughs> I mean, I, I've done that every day for the last year. <laughs> I I would lose the top. Like I know you're saying topper because of Maverick. I would go Hot Shots three colon AIDS free <laughs> because it rhymes with three and free. You can get the rhyme in there, and just lets people know like he's okay. He's it's there's no. No traceable virus in his Hot system. Hot shots three colon it's a treatable disease. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> winning. Uh, I do think I do think the hijacking of the plane and and getting them on the ground, and getting uh, Rooster and Mav into the same plane, is the only way to really heighten the first movie too. I, they do the missions look even better than the missions do in the first one. I want I want to talk about the mapping out of this mission. They set up like a digital course, and we just uh, uh, learn. First, Mav yeah, talks through exactly. It's Mission how Impossible. Hard- yes, it's exactly. the voice. Dude, I love. I love the fucking mission. I love the mission. I love seeing it. I love them preparing for it. You love it's, learning it's the that the time, and then so to the point where it gets 
boiled down to the semantics that like what Ryan Rhino was talking about earlier when John Hamm is like, the time is now four minutes and we're flying high and the whole class is like, wait, we're going to get killed. We're going to get shot down because even we know that because it's the mission is so simple. And then when you the bleep happens and you know that uh, Maverick's starting it and you could tell everyone like John Hamm's face is a great read there. That happens. Can I, can I go back to uh, yeah. uh, Hot Shots for a moment? The reason I brought it up was because like, the the award thing was so funny to me. Yeah, it um, looked like a and, fucking hot and shot. It was joke. like I could see them doing like having like just even more shit folding down. And, you know, and that is one of the to to bring it back into what you're talking about, Gabrus. The mel the seriousness and the melodrama like it sets the stage perfectly for a spoof like we haven't had. And that's why yeah, the, like, it takes itself seriously. Yes. Yeah. It's sincere. And, and you love, you love how sincere it is. And it, it like it, it leads to a ton of funny moments. Oh yeah. Um, that, like inadvertently. <laughs> uh, the Gabrus, what you, what you, you, I totally agree. And Gabrus, what you were saying about how clear the mission is, it is interesting to see because we do talk about a lot of giant blockbuster movies that are hits and have a seemingly simple plot that somehow manages to confuse itself. And this one is very, they, they keep it on the rails. Everybody know that entire IMAX crowd that I was with from a hundred years old to four years old knew exactly what was going on on mm -hmm. that mission yeah. enough that they were able to cheer when he pulled it off. Like, yeah, he did it in two minutes and 15 Wait, another cool thing about the mission, too, is the valley of it all lets that background be more than just blue sky. And because they have that in cockpit IMAX shot with all the clear, like the uh, see through uh, cockpit uh, dome. Like, so you get all that background flying by, and you're like, oh, this looks so cool. They did the mission a bunch of times. And then, in like, I, and I, again, I'm out on a limb here talking video games, but. <laughs> Then we just go to the snow level, and it's God, the same exact a... mission, but it's snow. Yes. That's fucking it's, it's rad. It's incredible that they were able to get this much excitement out of doing the same thing multiple times. Doing the it's Kessel Run, seeing, for, or it's, the yes, Trench it's, Run 12 times. It's, it's exciting seeing them train for it and fail. It's exciting seeing Tom Cruise do it as a training mission on time. That's probably the highlight of the whole movie. Absolutely. Me. me too. Is like and that's the trailer moment is like seeing his fucking head pop up and the fucking the 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 jet fucking uh uh lines coming off the fucking like the the moisture and shit coming off the plane. Um that it's fucking awesome. Uh and then seeing the actual mission. So it's like we're seeing the same fucking thing. And I'm going to go see it again, probably in 4DX. I'm going to get the fucking like jerking around chair experience and yeah, stuff me, with the guy me tickling know. me. And let me know when. Stranger I'll tickling make, you in the back. I'll sit next to you. I'll make it 5D, baby. <laughs> Tug you off. <laughs> 5D XXX. Oh, come on, babe. <laughs> uh, I forget who XXX, called it. XXX, this ain't Maverick. <laughs> Someone on the movie buff, possibly Mark Rennie, called out. It's like, how do all these 24-year-olds know multiple verses of Great Balls of Fire? <laughs> like, like they know, like, they without the karaoke machine, they know, they know, like, all the way to the end. I mean, if we know anything about Jerry Lee Lewis, it's a song for young people. <laughs> yeah, that's how he lures them in, but only mm -hmm. at family reunions. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be 13. You got to be blood relations. Yeah. You got to pass the fucking 
23 and me. The amount of times King Ralph has come up in my life where John Goodman <laughs> plays Great Falls of Fire on the keyboard, on the on the piano. And it's really funny because I'm like, why is this movie so... And I'm like, did I see it for my birthday? And I looked up the date and it was like, I took like eight friends to see King Ralph on my birthday. And then I was like, I thought I saw the uh, John Goodman movie Matinee, the one where he's like a... Yeah, sh- like Florida. a Russ Meyer. Exactly. Fl- yeah. Yeah. Speaking of 40X, yeah. Yeah, so I... I look up the release date of that. I also and it's, saw that in the theater. And it's yeah. Oh, yeah. end of January. And like I saw both of those movies, two different John Goodman movies, your two birthday, years apart for my birthday. Your birthday is in the fucking like, film graveyard. Yeah, too. it's yeah. in j- January, so it's the slums. So I kept trying to do it. I kept trying I to locked out, make man. it happen. Yeah, you have a May. You have the f- I got May 31st. I, this was yeah, my yesterday. birthday movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, the, um, and, and like, so it was like the start of blockbuster season, but. Dude, I think when you brought up the, um, I didn't want to disagree with you before, but like in my head, I was like, oh, I definitely remember Great Balls of Fire from the movie, um, like oh, a I, lot. Re- I remember, yes, it, but, but yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's not like the the headliner. But I was thinking, what was up with Great Balls of Fire in the eighties? Because there was the movie Great yeah. Balls of Fire, mm-hmm. um, which was only a couple years after this, and then there was also the King Ralph scene. It was like. It was every. It was weirdly all around. It must have been like cheap to license or something. Like, um, like I, that's what I thought. In that's public what, domain or yeah, something. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> is um King Ralph a Paramount movie? I don't know. Maybe they had some ownership. Oh yeah, or, maybe it's like a music library. They, they bought it. They bought it for Great Balls the movie, and they're like, "Fuck, we can use it." And also, maybe is easy to fake playing on the piano. Um, yeah, because it's just simple smashing. kind of power chords. But yeah, they're definitely it definitely had its moments in like kind of a 86, 89 range where everybody was putting it in movies and talking about it. I felt like I sang it a lot. Yeah. I I mean, I loved it. And also like in the late 80s, we were still living in the era of uh oldies radio was still an option. It it hadn't gotten fully co-opted by classic rock radio. Yeah. Um so like there this shit was in in uh, rotation on your oldies one oh whatever WCBS FM we play your favorite oldies one oh one point one it's that it's so hard. fucking crazy to think about so it's like eighty six and then that's an oldie and the song's like from what is it from the the, the late fifties late fifties yeah, it's like thirty years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> and a song from the eighties is an oldie now <laughs> it's even older than that was for yeah. them. For We're us, further back from Top Gun than Top Gun was from Great Balls, uh, of, Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. We're so old. Want to feel old? We're older from Top Gun than we are Great Balls of Fire. You want to feel what? old? You know, Wilford Brimley was 51 in Cocoon, and you're 40 now. Want to okay. feel old? Surrey Cruz has now surpassed her father in age. <laughs> what? So let's has um, Surrey Cruz seen this? You think <laughs> Surrey Cruz is in the fucking hot tub getting the fucking thetans out and like getting pumped full of vitamins or whatever the fuck they're doing? She's she's Wait, fucking she escape, she's she's she feeding like, Shelly Miscavige her daily <laughs> bread and water. Yeah, she lives with Katie Holmes. She oh yeah, she Good. escaped. She's with so Katie she's Holmes. gonna be she's okay. not like she's not sponging fucking Miscavige's lips in the fucking cellar. <laughs> Permo e meter on. <laughs> L. Ron, dude, would have been proud of his boy Tommy. You did it, Tommy. Good job. Here's I'll give you uh, C. Org. 
maybe this is a good way to land this sucker. <laughs> do you guys think um do you guys think this will have any effect positively on movies? <laughs> Go like on blockbuster movies. Will people take the right thing out of this? We had this exact conversation after I saw this movie with a few friends and we had this exact conversation after and almost everyone agreed that no Hollywood's fucking way. Gonna- Hollywood's going to take the wrong message from this and make Top Gun colon Rooster. Top Gun colon Hangman. Oh, really? Top, and oh, I think like, they're going to shitty sequels. <laughs> the shitty sequels to movies that are like going to like tarnish what you... Like, we're going to get like yep. fucking... It's going to retroactively ruin... Like, this yeah. movie d- retroactively made the original Top Gun better in my book. Big Lebowski so frequent, Jr. Yeah, exactly. So many movies... Like, <laughs> Or like, Little what if there's Lebowski. just a, a, a Tom <laughs> Cruise <laughs> cinematic universe, like top Little Lebowski. Of- <laughs> Little Lebowski, another Lebowski, <laughs> T- uh, Tina Lebowski. Um, I I think that there might be, and I've been kind of seeing people knocking around this a little bit, or at least saying they are, whether they are or not. But maybe a movement towards more practical effects. Because I think I that think they sold so. they the sold. seriousness you said that with. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be that very basic comment? <laughs> <laughs> this has been my hey guys, talk. <laughs> for real. <laughs> I think it might be a turn towards practical effects. Well, I, I just mean, I, I hope so. That's I been pray, dangled yeah. to us in the past, and it hasn't really paid off. You know, like like one movie will kind of say we're doing it, and then you watch it, and it's like. CG fucking all over the place. But, but like, they Top really Gun sold this movie based mm-hmm. on these practical effects. So that's yes. why. The cockpit shit just looks I said so it with such severity. fucking good. The cockpit shit looks so You said awesome. it like you were gonna t- you were telling me my fucking mom died. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was I had all these I was anticipating the the counter to that. And so I wanted to be yeah, clear no. that I, I agree. We let the fucking Tina Lebowski thing go and then <laughs> and then you roll right into the, we roll right into this. I thought Tina Lebowski hey man, was solid. I'd see that movie. Hey man, take but, a uh, seat. <laughs> Guys, can I talk to you for a minute? Just you might want to sit down. Just because uh, both you guys not would, a phone. You guys would fucking thing. like make a petition to end the the production of Tina Lebowski, and I would support it and want to see it. <laughs> you Why get all is your fucking... Stanger chained to the studio lot doors? He they he thinks they're trying to shut down Tina Lebowski. <laughs> he says over my dead body for some reason. <laughs> Dude, you imagined that, dude. That's a thing you it's a bad joke you imagined on a podcast. No, dude, the incels are trying to shut it down. I'm here to well, support Well, Stanger, I hope that's true. Tina Lebowski? Th- Me too. Yeah. I think this movie hit in such a way too where the people who liked the original liked it, the people who didn't watch the original liked it. You know what I mean? It like made everyone happy. I'm sure there is a small percentage of people who are like <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> Terrifying Rogers just snuck Amy the Gorilla into frame. Amy and, the uh, Gorilla from Congo, frequent guest on the Action Boys podcast. Hi, um, Action Boys. <laughs> so digital I, effects are better. <laughs> oh, come on. Digital effects, Amy? CGI. Oh, no. Use the laser. You were practical. <laughs> you were practical, Amy. You're fucking somebody in a costume. Uh for, Amy is a uh, a gorilla that was trained to speak in sign language, and then she's fitted with uh, a glove um, that 
with Interprets- two Nintendo Power Gloves that yeah. play that the audio of yeah, what her sign and give her a voice. So she can and fly. Amy is a big presence in the Congo episode of our podcast, and I would say every other pod, every other episode that came she out pop, after the Amy up. one. Yeah, <laughs> Amy's a long-lasting character mm-hmm. once she arrives in Congo. She well, she stay. she should be in. She should, she should be the, the fourth action boy because <laughs> she's a practical effect, and it would have fit in perfectly in Top Gun Maverick of like having Amy. As like somebody's navigator. No, Amy, it can't be your name. I'm Amy. Me, Amy. Good gorilla. Good gorilla. Okay, Okay, good gorilla could work. (laughs) And listen, Maverick, your ego's writing checks your body can't handle. And also, (laughs) Amy, no drinking martinis before we're flying. I know you need your plain juice and all that shit. It's a green drink. Her special green yeah, drink. Her special green drink. Congo she's missing all. She's fucking way off on all her targets. She's <laughs> operating the laser. She can't keep the fucking thing. She can't hit the fucking broadside of a barn. That fucking drunk gorilla. Man, wokeism got to Top Gun too. They got black guys, Latino guys, gay guys, gorillas. They got everything in this one now. Chicks. Congo more two by women. Congo two colon Amy good gorilla. I'd see that <laughs> legacy sequel. I'd fucking watch the shit out of that. Well, uh, I I went. It's somehow deep. great. We're like fuck. Yeah. They really fuck. Yeah. This dude thing. Kaczynski, the director of Top Gun, now has two classic '80s movie legacy sequels under his belt, and I think he pulled off both of them. Tron Legacy. The, Tron Legacy. Yeah, I thought it was I don't great. Know. I really like Tron Legacy. I, I just rewatched it recently, and I, I did still, you? Yeah, I, I, I was it. under the influence when I saw it, and I had a good time. But no, it was I saw more... it with you on John Flynn's cookies at a giant screen. <laughs> were you? Were I don't think I we saw were together. it with someone that wasn't Tiff. In New it York wasn't City. me because I I went with uh, Leah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we I, had a blast, but we might have also been on John Flint's cookies. Yeah, that's possible. Love, high Gabrus is like the little dinosaur, the baby dinosaur, like not the mama, but it's you're just with a not tiff. <laughs> yeah. I saw it with a not tiff before I should have been. It's either well, you like, or- there's like three people I see movies with, and it's like Tiffany, Ben, and one other person who lives in LA. So I, I wasn't them. And I won't tell you who that person is, but it's Quentin Tarantino. Oh, shit. Did you guys like Oblivion? <laughs> His other the other Tom Cruise movie he did I kind of like that one. Uh, that's my next uh, rewatch because I watched only the Brave last night. Kaczynski's uh, fire wildlife firefighter movie that fe- that has um, Jennifer Connelly and Miles Teller in it, which mm. is kind of uh, interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. IMDb put it on They're IMDb, on dude. Sorry, Master Pato. Um, I'm curious about Oblivion. I've seen it and I like I remember liking it, but being like not as pumped as I thought I was gonna be. Like I, I think I was a little hyped up for it and a little let down. So I'm curious watching it now that I have like this newfound love of Tom Cruise. As I well. was um I mean, I think he learned some lessons from it. I think this is like less of uh Oblivion seemed of its era. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It seemed like, like a Apple piece of garbage of 2012 <laughs> right. kind of uh, computer sheen to it. Uh, I would say the lost classic uh, of of Tom Cruise movies that didn't get the fair shake was that one he did. Um, it was like day. It, it wasn't day for night. It was like. Um, oh, night and day. Cameron night Diaz. Day. With Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that movie's pretty solid. Yeah, that one's really I think fun. that didn't get a fair. That was like post him op- Oprah uh, appearance, I think. 
for sure. Still was like he dealt with the that. repercussions of that for a few years. Yeah, I I liked uh, American Made. I thought that one was kind of cool. Oh yeah, that's a good. Cruise. I enjoyed American Made, but that yeah. was a few years late. That was more recent. That was that was, re- that yeah. was him after Mission Impossible. He's back. that's him like re- resetting his career as like uh, I'm a guy that does all my own stunts. Yeah, which was like a funny twist that he did at like 50 years old. Yeah. He um, had to do something, dude. You I mean you guys turned saw the, on him. the clip going around to him like I th- like I I don't know where he's being interviewed, but I think it's like a a French a, a cinema reporter who's asking him like, "Why do you do all your own stunts?" Oh yeah. And his answer's like, "No one asked Fred Astaire why he dances in his movies." And yeah. it like kind of doesn't make sense at <laughs> all. It's like I don't know. Like I didn't no think sense. of you until of like a stunt guy until like Mission Impossible or Five or whatever. <laughs> Cocktail. Cocktail. Uh, Brian Flanagan. Uh, Coglin's Law. Always do your own stunts if you need to reinvigorate your public image. Uh, anyway, this is a suicide note. <laughs> Bury the I'll, dead. I remember a red eye has a. Uh, an egg in it. <laughs> okay. Were you guys disappointed there were no poems in Top Gun Maverick? I was surprised. I thought for sure. I, I think there's a deleted scene where he reads uh, J. Edgar Proofrock. <laughs> I don't even know the name of a poem off the top of my head. I was going to try to fake one, and I was like, I like combined up five well, different phrases. Well, J. Edgar, we what, what was it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's there's like a Shel Silverstein poem that has like Proofrock or something in it, but it's definitely not J. Edgar. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, my favorite Haitian LAPD officer's name. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other uh, lesser known crews. I mean, The Last Samurai was huge, and I, I know it's like white savior issues, but man, that movie's. Ken Watanabe, after watching Tokyo Vice, I forgot how good Ken Watanabe mm-hmm. is. Oh, yeah. So fun to rewatch Last Samurai. Just Johnny, Jonathan, he's good with the sword. It's it's a, a white guy. My da- we had a wooden uh, training sword on uh, uh, on the mantle course, yeah. in the basement, and a bow staff, and like a bunch of weapons, and uh, you know, punching boards and dummies and stuff like that Johnny. in the basement. Jonathan, if I go back to feudal Japan, I'll be able to help him out. <laughs> Your dad feels like he'd do well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would be like three times the height of everybody. <laughs> like, he could be like, have, it would be like uh, Game of Thrones. They would all, like, a hundred Japanese guys would shoot arrows at him and he would die because he would stand out like crazy. Uh, Valkyrie, I remember liking. That was like his, I think, like his first kind of movie after. Well, oh, you're a big that, fan of the director, right? A huge fan of Brian's parties. Yeah, I don't you're, know you're his movies kind of, so much. You were, it's just his, you were like, stoked him with Valkyrie to see like you and your friends represented on camera, <laughs> right? For a lot of reasons: one, to see my friends and my beliefs represented on camera, and two, because of Brian Singer. My, and, yeah, I've been a and caterer three, it's like for this also people from your church. Years, so it was nice. <laughs> There's a lot of overlap with your life. It's like <laughs> your people, your your religion. And like your party friends, because yeah, they tried so hard to take our guy down, and in that movie, he outsmarts them. Our guy, uh, and then you know, and then meanwhile, yeah, all the all the wonderful things Brian Singer did for the uh, showbiz community off the screen, you know, and how many people he's helped, and his legendary partners. I would put his parties ahead of um, 
fucking uh, the the Oscar parties at Spago. You know that movie's <laughs> fine. I feel like that era of Tom Cruise. He like learned. He learned that he maybe needed to take a bigger hand in making sure these were fucking hits. Yeah, and he just made I like iconic movie after iconic movie. Crushed it. A- after that, like right, he starts just like after Mission Impossible. Four or five, he, he whichever got, one he comes he back just, for. To me, it he was got Ghost a little, Protocol, I think. Yeah, he is, did three. He did three. three. was a little dicey for him. That was where like Sumner Redstone Abrams was. Well, that was him. the JJ one, but that wasn't like. A, I mean, that was a hit, but it wasn't like he was back like a movie star. No, again. and it, it wasn't. And he fought Paramount with that one because they were fighting him on budget and shit. Like he had to. Um, one? A little sleepy. Me too. I agree. I don't like it. I didn't like he, that they didn't name what the... I didn't like the rabbit foot the mystery fucking, box thing. Yeah, the MacGuffin bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, who gives yeah. a fuck about that? I think the the bad robot stuff isn't going to age well, but that's just me. Yeah, no. The um, <laughs> uh, I, I the third act of Top Gun Maverick, I kept on thinking about that De Palma quote when, uh, when they were making Mission Impossible, De Palma... Had his screenwriter, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, who's Kep. like their David Kep. Kep, Kep, who like wrote uh the the adaptation of Jurassic Park and like a bunch of he was boys with Spielberg and De Palma in that era. So like you go to his IMDB and there's like these incredible movies that he wrote. Um and he was in on Mission Impossible. But then Tom Cruise didn't think it had enough enough heft to it. So he brought in um Robert Town. Robert Town. And Robert Town had a little bit more of a talky third act full of uh, kind of more what they did in in, um, Mission Impossible 2, where it's like just a ton of face ripping off reveals. And De Palma sat Tom Cruise down and is like, hey, it's a Tom Cruise action movie. What do you want? Two guys talking or a helicopter blowing up in a train? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so true. <laughs> that that st- stunt that looks bad now. That mm-hmm. the helicopter train stuff, but all the damn man. But it's like Tom Cruise learns. He, he right, like yeah. It's like he's not too proud to be like, yeah, that it could look better. Yeah. And now he fucking knows. Go uh, practice. Seems yeah. I liked um in the Mission Impossible trailer. I like all the close ups of the faces, and they had a lot of them in Top Gun too. Like that's an old movie thing that they kind of shied away from it's just like it's big like, white we gotta show you yeah it's like we're showing that this is the guy yeah Dude, no i'm even yeah. talking about conversations they're in way tight on people's faces and i like that like i like going to movies and seeing big close-ups of faces and i feel like there's there's just a lot more medium range stuff in cinema right now so it's cool to see some good old-fashioned movie star okay. i thought you were talking about stunts on stunts they also for sure. are doing yeah for sure um, they're not doing hooper stuff where like no. you know it's just a guy with a mustache on a horse yeah <laughs> obstructing uh, with his hand you know <laughs> Connolly trusts tom cruise huh she's riding that motorcycle with him no helmet and then is flying with him in the last fucking that's his plane movie? too yeah. yeah yeah that thing he's yeah working on with rooster is his actual plane so fucking right. I saw Cruz on some other interview show. I maybe it was Corden rattling off all his licenses and certifications. Like he he can fly like dozens of different planes. He's like uh commercial, uh this. He names like five motorcycle licenses, cars, trucks, and then goes, I, I have a real estate license. <laughs> and they just like and Corden loses it. It's like that is he's got like so much 
He oh, he, uh, different kinds of uh, skydiving. He's got like hours on all this shit, man. What a great life to live. You're like, all right, in between movies, I got to just like rack up skills. And I think like he's a changed. I, I think he's gotten more hardcore about learning the skills. I remember uh, one of the advisors they had on Days of Thunder talking about how uh, Paul Newman's a race car driver. He's an actual race car driver. Tom Cruise is an actor who's learning how to drive cars. Yeah, I saw. And that. they kind of like they kind of were were throwing shade at him and like being like, Paul Newman's the real deal, and this other guy is just kind of going through the motions. And that is not true anymore. No, he he got he tried to race for a while and just and didn't get into it. He like got a team started, and I think Newman kind of helped him along for a while, and then he bailed. And what? Whereas Newman stuck with it into like his I think 80s. Newman was actually like skilled at it. Yeah, it had it natural is, talent for it too. Yeah, and like, and Tom Cruise probably like I'm an athletic dude. I could probably do this, but it's not like yeah as transferable. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Still, oh, it's like I, I do. I, it's it's hard not to get jealous of like that's fucking awesome to to be able to pick up all these fucking skills. Yeah, fuck I t- the guy. Fuck the guy who gets down to three percent body fat for a movie. Show me the guy who's got like eleven different certifications by the time the movie I, comes out. That's rad. I, I'll tell you this. I really took notice when he fucking did that. Corden. Speaking of Corden, when he skydived with Corden. And like they, they, he shows up and like cruises in his jeans and shit. It's from like three or four years ago. One of the mission impossible ones cruises in, in his jeans. They hop in a plane together. They go up. Corden does a tandem jump and cruises right there with him and just jumps and fucking skydives in his street clothes. No tandem, then, right? Cause no cause tandem. He, started, yeah, he certified he cert- the f- yeah. jump alone. It's, and so- he's, he's like all relaxed and stuff and he's pumping Corden up and it's just like, Jesus Christ. I'd be terrified to do it in a tandem let alone like, yeah. hey, come on, we're going to do it for your show. Hey, you know, hop on in. And I oh, mean, fuck, I know. It's, it's, it's terrifying. Like some fucking next level shit. Ah, well, thank you guys so much for coming on High and Mighty to talk Top Gun 2. I needed, I needed to discuss this with you guys. And we were going to eat up too much time on our episodes of Action Boys of the movies we have to cover. Because uh, we co- we cover a different movie every week, and we go in-depth on a classic action movie from the 70s, 80s, and 90s for over three hours we're averaging these days. We're not going to—we're going to bring it down a little bit, get it a little more, you know. But you can get—you can mow your lawn 100 times while listening to one episode of our show, which you can get at actionboys.biz. We'll put some links in the show notes to some of the free episodes, because maybe you are— stumbling upon high and mighty or action boys for the first time while listening to this. a lot of great let your lawn grow a little bit yeah yeah you don't even like, need it, to cut it that much it's, let, you there's know. too many times i mean like it would look better if you 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 maybe just mowed it like once a week what, yeah it's what, like my buddy in college who got a haircut every thursday yeah like, what do you ah, rust bro every, come on <laughs> they can go every other thursday dude <laughs> what do you have against grass dude check out action a lot of great fun episodes on action boys we have twister we talked about we've got all Top the fucking we got Congo. Top Gun, Congo, Kroll recently, Masters of the Universe, Fifth Element. Um, you name it, we've probably covered it. We've, we've definitely heard of it. And we Siege. will watch it. <laughs> Robocop, Terminator Under Siege 2, 2 Dark Territory. 2, above the law. <laughs> Out for justice, hard to kill on Commando. deadly ground. <laughs> Red heat. Cuffs. <laughs> 
We're just naming all the movies that are like the Cooper, ones we can remember. Knight Riders. <laughs> they're either recent or they're characters that have lived on. Got, for me, it was episodes we mentioned in this in this episode that we're recording yeah. right now. Sharky's Machine. Oh, there we the go. The Octagon. Yeah, there the we perfect go. weapon. Oh, yeah, a little more recent. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja 3, The Program, Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, those are our two three-and-a-half-hour episodes. The Fan. <laughs> in loving memory of Tony Scott, The Fan. Uh, oh, man, that was great to see the Tony Scott tribute at the end uh, of the movie. We uh, released The Fan for free on oh, yeah, High yeah. Mighty Feed. Yeah, the definitely not a lot of hits on that. The Fan doesn't get a lot of name recognition, I realize. <laughs> right, it, it, it doesn't read as a name of a movie yeah i thought it was <laughs> a smart just, drop yeah. we did it right at the start of the baseball season it worked out almost perfectly with like in a freaky way but uh not a lot of people i think uh, ironically the fan not a lot of fans of that movie mm-hmm. um they don't like fucking gil uh the steak the knife salesman gil renard <laughs> gil renard <laughs> you want to hear a great poem check out the fan Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of our movies, a lot of action movies, we've realized do have poems. Which yeah, is it's why a warrior poet mentality, which we kind of mm-hmm. live by. <laughs> yeah, we're all warrior poets. Please join us on Patreon. <laughs> Please join us on Patreon. We're going full right wing. Uh, let's <laughs> let's make that money. Warrior poet. God, warrior country. poet. Liver king diet. Yeah, we're like we eat just meat and bullets now. Like that's like our, we like lean into this dumbass shit yeah. to try to get more listeners. Uh huh. We sell uh, <laughs> bullet coffee and shit, and uh, we lie about our steroid use. Juice yeah, out of our mind. It's, it's all we complain about meat. trans people in sports and then take human growth hormone. <laughs> <laughs> we complain about gender affirming surgery and then we all take growth we hormones. all fucking synthetic like, hormones take, take synthetic <laughs> like hormones all these all guys going we take well, twice this as could much just take as somebody HGH like and get transitioning <laughs> why is she doing this it's bullshit <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so worked up because i'm on so much yeah. fucking tests meanwhile i won't travel if i can't take my hormones with me <laughs> yeah yeah, my skin looks like the color of most people's areolas, and that's because I am out in the sun, dr- eating meat and drinking blood. Shout out, pretty boy, soon Liver this King. thing's gonna be this is gonna be legal. <laughs> Sly, yeah. Sly, Sly talking about what? growth hormone, huh? Bodybuilding hey, drugs, as they call it in the newspaper at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sly Stallone was found with over two hundred thousand dollars worth of body. International drugs. superstar Sly Stallone fan with bodybuilding drugs. In a couple of years, you're going to be able to get this just at any pharmacy over the counter. Not down here, mate. I think like how a- people are taking like ketamine and mushrooms for like depression and anxiety now. It's going to be like, and we have D ball as a like prescription. If you're feeling down, you can get your yeah. bench up. He got caught with like a he got caught with a case of like Jurassic Park style cooled embryos <laughs> yeah. full of like HGH. Barbasol shaving yeah. cans. And he was like, he was like, what? You can get everybody's going to be doing this. And you know what? He's not wrong. Hey, I yeah, we're meet- all. Dennis Nidri at a Mexican restaurant in Costa Rica, you know? <laughs> I told him not to use my real name, you know, Sly. Come on, Sly. Sly Stallone hey, here. Hey, don't say. Sly. Sly Stallone. <laughs> hey, come Nobody on. Nobody gives a shit who you are, Rocky. Hey, quiet down, all right? Um, Rocky, well- we got Rambo. 
Bye, shitheads. Hey. Sly. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.